Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Tuesday morning. Wow, another great night for the Nets. The big two are 2-0, awaiting the arrival of the third piece to make it the NBA's new big three. And Kyrie could be back as early as Wednesday when the Nets face Kyrie's old team, the Cavs. It's all coming together. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. How about a little pregame meal, Key? You're sitting there in Brooklyn, sitting there ready to watch the Brooklyn Nets win again in a thriller. We'll get Jay's thoughts on it in a second. But what he wasn't watching the, the Nets; game? he was watching the Lakers <laughs> last night. You know that, Zubin? Um, a little. I watched a little bit of everything. I kind of watched it. You know, the the, uh, the Nets played first, though, Jay, and yeah. then and then the Warriors game came on. But I was watching that equalizer, smelling my daughter's cooking. Um, you'll you'll love this though, Jay, as you. As your kids get older, your daughter gets older, and she's going to get into cooking eventually, I'm sure. And then, so my daughter is 11 years old. And so, you know, over the weekend, she said, she's going to do the cooking. Don't worry about it. I got it on Monday. I got it on Monday. So I'm like, okay, cool. I know she can bake and certain things she can cook. But I'm telling you, in all honesty, it smells so good because I came from downstairs, upstairs, and I'm like, damn, okay. So I go over, she got the pots going, she got every, you know, a little... She 11? It's like that? Yeah, at 11? I, you know, and I, I was going to video it a little bit, but I'll do it next time. But she had the whole kitchen smelling like she was on Rachel Ray or something. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I'm like, what you doing? She got the spinach going because she's making spinach pasta. She got a pasta-making machine for Christmas. Nice. A real one, the kind you crank out the whole deal. So you got the fryer, she got the pasta. Yeah. Okay. And so... <laughs> You know, <laughs> pasta didn't come out as smooth as you would like it first time around for her. I figured by the third time, she going to get it just right. And it was good. I mean, it was fine. I swallowed. I didn't chew. So, it was, <laughs> you know. Right down the hatch. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, had a little pasta going. The thing that, the, the one thing I didn't like is the, the sauce. You know, I didn't tell her, though. And she could tell I didn't, because she kept saying, you don't like it, huh? What I'm kind like, of sauce? Yeah. She Zubin. made a, a vegan, because they're vegan. So, the sauce was more of. A garlic kind of cheesy sauce, but not real cheese. It's like some oat milk and some other stuff. So, but it was good. It was good enough for me to eat. You, so you, you, you know your key's kid when you're 11 years old and you're taking command of the kitchen <laughs> at 11 years old. Yeah, she did. It was it was it was it was cute, man. It was good. You guys will you will experience that Jay and love it. I'm telling you. And I got a chance to watch Equalizer last night a little bit too. That's old school Denzel though. Denzel, it's a few years ago, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Pretty, I saw that in the theater back. In that's the why I named my dog Denzel Washington. Was Zubin, there you go. Badass though. <laughs> no, he was pretty badass though. He was. I never watched it. That was the first time I saw it. You know, I saw Denzel, so I stopped. And because it was Dr. Martin Luther King Day, they had they were running like I think they were just running a bunch of black actors and actresses on TBS and TNT. They were just running them. Um, for a while yesterday, and so I stumbled into it. It was pretty cool, though. It was good. And then I watched some basketball. And we'll get into both of those games, including what happened with the Lakers and the Warriors in just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're all right. <laughs> Don't worry about us. You had a 19-point lead. It's all good. <laughs> tired, man. We t- you know, you get tired sometime of winning, and it gets boring. That's all. I'll tell you what. It's not going to be boring for Nets fans, Jay. I mean, you have to kind of I – mean, and I say this – you know, in a flippant manner, but you kind of have to go back to the Brooklyn Dodgers to remember a team that brought Brooklyn a championship. They moved to Los Angeles and became Key's Los Angeles Dodgers in 1957. But look, nearly a half century later, the borough is excited again. Great win last night for the Nets 
over the Bucks, in which James Harden had 34-6 in a dozen. Kevin Durant had 30. Uh, I'd go, man, go. Oh, Middleton go. had a chance to win it at the end. It was a thrilling, thrilling <clears throat> game. And I got to say, Jay, my biggest takeaway, all the headlines are on Harden, but don't sleep on the fact that in the two games James Harden has been on this team, Kevin Durant has scored 42 and 30 points. Jay, let me ask you this, though, before you go, and I was going to say this in the Zoom. How do, you, how do you do that, though? How do you just plug him in and he goes for 30-plus two nights in a row? I don't understand. There's, is it that they're running the same sets that he's used to that they may have done together at OKC? Like, how does that happen? Key, James Harden averaged 10 assists a game. I mean, he assist-wise, he's always been the upper echelon of the NBA. I, and that's one of the first things we talked about, just because we saw him play a style in which he had to do everything every single night, which Mike D'Antoni asked. Now, all of a sudden, you're asking him to come and play with one of the greatest scorers the game has ever seen, who's a seven-footer. And the game is so easy whenever they're involved in, in pick and rolls. Like it's, that's why I said before. I don't. I, I think it's going to equate into a championship translate, but on paper, this is the most gifted trio the NBA has ever seen. Kyrie's a wizard with the basketball when he comes back. James Harden has won an MVP, multiple scoring champ, uh, you know, scoring champ outright in 2018, and Kevin Durant, two times Finals MVP and the MVP himself. Uh, the collection of talent is ridiculous. But last night, going to the game real quick, Zubin, I don't. I don't really care about what the Bucks do in the regular season anymore. I'm going to be frank with you. Like the last two seasons, they've had the best record in the NBA for regular season. What I wanted to watch last night was matchups. I wanted to see Giannis guard Kevin Durant. I didn't see Giannis guard Kevin Durant down the stretch. You know who I saw Giannis guard? Jeff Green down the stretch. And these are the little things that you start paying attention to about getting to the next level, Key. The final possession of a game, Keyshawn, Yes. If you were the star player for the I'm Tampa, getting the ball. It don't matter. You get, it's get you wrote even, a book even, about it. I don't even need you to finish that. I'm getting the damn ball. I don't you, care if I had 27 catches on the year like Zubin said or not. <laughs> Y'all giving me the damn ball. There is no other option. And if I'm playing basketball and I know Jay Will is coming up the court, I'm checking him. I'm meeting him half court, period. That's exactly my point. So you go down to the last shot of the game. The play was designed for Chris Middleton. The ball goes in and out. And then Coach Bud says, hey, that was a good shot. It was a good shot. It's understandable, right? But the guy that is making $45 million a year, the highest paid player in North American team sports, like I want him to have the skill set to make those type of shots. Now, I know other players need to make shots. I know people say, well, Steve Kerr made big shots for Michael Jordan and John Paxson and all these guys. But I think that those are the little things you're looking forward to see in order for the Bucks to take that next step because at the end of the day, they're going to have to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, something that you haven't seen them do yet. And I think you're not questioning Steve Kerr or Michael Jordan or, or Kobe Bryant or LeBron James in those instances, in those situations, because visually you've seen them do it before. You've never seen Giannis to a degree in that type of situation, whether it was the playoffs last year when this came up or whether it's last night when it came up, all of a sudden he defers as basically to somebody else instead of saying timeout, we're drawing this up for me, it's going to fall on my shoulder. So I clearly understand where you're going with it because when, when you get into the playoffs and he needs to do that, basically if you ain't practiced that during the regular season, how am I going to expect for you coming to postseason to take advantage of the situation and even know how to do that? 
Exactly, Keith. The same, the same way we just talked about Patrick Mahomes. When you saw him fall and go through that concussion, he ran out. You'd be like, Keith didn't even think twice. He going to play on Sunday. Oh, right? like, yeah. sure. I, I don't want to think twice about the games going down the stretch, whether Giannis is going to demand from Coach Bud that he wants the ball or not. And the I have to think twice about that, The Keith. interesting thing about the game last night that I took away from it is the fact that that was a much bigger team than Brooklyn in terms of their size and Brooklyn handled their business because I think that that was a question on when you get a size matchup, who who would the advantage go to when the Nets face a team that got a couple bigs clogging up the middle? And Zubin, real quick, he is the two-time reigning MVP, back-to-back MVP, and last year was the defensive player of the year. Do you know how many people talk trash to Giannis this summer about he didn't really guard nobody, he never guards the primary scorer on the other team? I don't know how you don't hear that and how down the stretch this is the time to go get Kevin Durant and guard it. Oh, Kevin yeah, Durant man, pushed okay. him to the ground, Key. Pushed him to the ground a couple of times throughout the course of the how game. How much does he outweigh Kevin Durant by at least 45, maybe? Uh, it, maybe, maybe 20, 25 pounds, maybe. Yeah, that's enough. Kevin Durant ain't pushing me to no ground, man. I'll break Kevin Durant's wrist. It's gonna be something cell. we're gonna talk about the whole year about like, that next step it. for Giannis mentally. As cold as Kevin Durant is, and long as he, I love Kevin. Durant. Kevin Durant's like my favorite player outside of LeBron in the NBA. I'm getting on him though. He ain't going nowhere. I'm all up on him. I'm up on him, Jay. I'm right here. You ain't moving. Mm. Soon as him, you go, Pete. I'm going. Soon as you Ooh, go, I'm going. look at that defensive stance, baby. Look at you know. Yeah, oh, keep no, those hands I, active. Come on, man. Come on, man. You got. I can move left <laughs> to right. I might be a little older, but you gonna you gonna work. Last thing I would say, it could be smooth sailing here for the Nets. Next couple games, back-to-back games against the Cavs, so maybe we see Kyrie, like I said, again. And then back-to-back games with the Heat, and the Heat are not last year's Heat by any stretch of I'm the a, Hey, Jay, I'm going to catch him at half court. <laughs> yeah, pick I'm him up. that floor. Pick him up, yeah. And the last yeah. thing I would say, as large <laughs> as Harden was, that first game, that first game he played with Houston after he had not done any work, remember, 44 and 17 in his first game. 44 and 17 with all that weight, and now it's flying off, and the Nets are flying. Start I don't the think de- he was big, though, man. I think they did something to the camera. And he was moving slow. It does add 10 pounds. No, but I'm saying he was moving slow, so people automatically visualize in their minds that he was fat. Because he, you know, man, you seen work that dude last night? I was yeah. like, ooh. Zubin scored or assisted on 128 points in the last two games for James Harden. Think about how much he's creating there. MVP. Or scoring. MVP. That would be special if he came back and got the MVP after yeah. all the stuff he's gone through. Yep, looking for that first chip to add to the championships that, of course, Kyle Team Honeybuns. Kevin Durant already have. Start the day brought to you by Indeed. Hiring? You need Indeed. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. On the way, you thought the Mets had a controversy on their hands when they had to fire their manager without managing one single game. You don't have any hair to scratch, Jay. Nothing compared to the controversy they're dealing with right now. We'll get into it. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. I had a little uh, lesson on broadcasting. Keyshawn, I got to get you on this lesson and talk to kids just about how to be a sports broadcaster, how to be like Keyshawn Johnson. They don't do that. No? That's a bad, that's a bad message you're sending to the kids. <laughs> you don't want to be like me. This is Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us this morning on the Goodyear hotline, and we're going to take a turn for the serious here. Major League Baseball should be excited about pitchers and catchers reporting by this time next month. They are hoping for an on-time start to the regular season off a very successful postseason bubble that saw Keys Dodgers win their first World Series Yay. since 1988. It's been a very quiet offseason on the hot stove, but anything but quiet yesterday when it came to a story that the New York Mets are grappling with this morning. You might remember last year the Mets had an issue where they had to fire Carlos Beltran, a former Met legend. They hired him, and before he managed his first game, he had to go because he was implicated in the Astros' sign-stealing scandal. That's one thing. That's on the diamond. That's an issue that was made, an error that was made, and it was done. But the Mets are now dealing with a much bigger issue with another new entrant into the organization like Beltran was in the dugout. And this is their newly minted general manager, Jared Porter. He's 41 years old and in baseball circles prior to 24 hours ago was seen as one of the fastest rising executives in the sport. But it could all come crashing down because ESPN is reporting and has known for years that Porter, when he was the director of pro scouting for the Chicago Cubs, this is going back to 2016, had sent explicit unsolicited text messages and inappropriate images to a female baseball reporter. She was a foreign reporter that moved to the U.S. to cover our national pastime. And right now, the New York Mets are figuring out what they need to do at the very top of the organization, including owner Steve Cohen, as well as the team's president, Sandy Alderson. And Alderson did put out a long statement that in part will read, and I want to make sure I get to the parts that are the most important here, and essentially saying, fellas, that this is no longer a story that is rumor and innuendo. It is legit. Quote, part of the statement that Alderson put out, Jared has acknowledged to me his serious error in judgment 
has taken responsibility for his conduct, has expressed remorse, and has previously apologized for his actions. The last paragraph is key. The Mets take these matters seriously, expect professional and ethical behavior from all of our employees, and certainly do not condone the conduct described in your story, your story being ESPN story reported by Mina Kimes and Jeff Pass and everything I just told you. We will follow up as we review the facts regarding this serious issue. This is a huge issue for the New York Mets. The question now, key becomes, what do you do if you're the Mets owner, Steve Cohen? This is his first major move. As owner, your newly minted GM, the guy you wanted to turn the franchise Zubin, around. Zubin, that's not even a question, Zubin. What's Go that? ahead, Key. That's not even a question what you do. Well, go ahead and finish. And it might just be time to turn the door now on Porter. Yeah, he's got to uh, go in another direction. I think, I think when you look at it, his promise was to – buy the Nets, turn the Nets into a winner. I mean, not the Nets, the Mets mm-hmm. into a winner. On top of that, he vowed to make sure that the organization was standing tall for sure, right? And, and when you look at this situation, especially in this climate, in this world that we're living in today, you can't have that type of behavior no matter when it occurred. Because now you, what you're doing is if you keep him on, you're saying that it's okay. You're, you're totally saying that it's okay, no big deal, uh, because an apology was was given and, and whatnot. And I think Stevie Cohen, the, the the new owner of the New York Mets, will certainly terminate him for sure. I can almost guarantee you that, 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 that he's going to be gone. They're not even going to play with it because you don't want that sort of behavior lingering around your organization at all whatsoever. Um, and that's the only thing to do, like Jay was about to say. It's not even anything to think about. The phone conversation or, or however you want to have the meeting, whatever it is, thank you for your services for the short time that you've been here, but we got to move on from you and find somebody else to do your job. Jay, he was on the job five weeks, or is yeah, on the job. Yeah. He is on the job at this very moment, but he was hired December 13th. Key, I'm with you. As soon as I heard that story, if there's factual evidence of that, which there is, it's not even a question. Porter has to go. He has to go. And this world that we live in of these boys clubs uh, that make behavior like that acceptable is not right. It should never be right. Uh, not just in today's society and everything we're dealing with today. In general, it should not be accepted. And I also think for Steve Cohen, this is a chance for the Mets organization to make a statement about where they stand, about how their employees or how people need to treat each other. Um you know, look, even going back to Steve Cohen's uh, firm that he had in 2018, uh, there was a woman that applied for a lawsuit talking about a boys club. So my thing is, when these situations happen, handle it right off the bat. I think that speaks volumes about where you want your organization to go and what type of behavior is acceptable moving in the future. Not even and, a question, Zubin. And I'm also, as the owner of the New York Mets, I'm looking into everybody from a hiring practice standpoint. The president mm-hmm. of the team, um, Sandy, uh, what is it? Alderson. Uh, Alderson. I'm looking into him to find out if, in fact, did you do your due diligence at the level that we needed to? Did we vet this process the way we needed to? Or did we just hire somebody because we thought that he was an up-and-comer and we bypassed everything? I need to – I'm get one, and then I'm going to go to phase two, and I'm going to find out because if there's anything from that standpoint – He's got to go, too. Yeah. It's just, it, you but know. Can you listen to this? It said on our, our report, uh, Porter 
would send 62 unanswered texts, including seven photos between July 19th and August 10th, the day before a final flurry from Los Angeles that included the nude photo. Like 62 unanswered texts. You would think after uh, two that two, one or two. No, it's not. And it's not even right. Right. I mean, like. Last couple, Seriously. last couple things. They met in an elevator at Yankee Stadium in 2016, and now he goes from that elevator at Yankee Stadium. He ended up becoming a front office executive with the Mets. That could be over. If you're looking for the story that Jay's just quoting, it's on ESPN.com right now. And by the way, the story online on ESPN.com has all of the text messages. There are a couple Jeez. of photos on there as well, so brace yourself before you go there. And to Jay's point, Steve Cohen, longtime hedge fund manager, one of the richest guys in the world, head of .72 asset management, and Jay did mention a couple of years ago there was a, a hostility in the workplace lawsuit that was filed by a woman alleging sexism and less pay for female employees and a toxic work environment. So the Mets have plenty of work to do to figure this whole thing out. We'll obviously keep you posted again. Check out the story on ESPN.com. On the way, the biggest question of championship weekend is you know who going to be ready for Sunday night. We'll dig into it with one of the best NFL reporters out there. You can't say for sure when you're talking about concussions to get Patrick Mahomes back onto the field. Watching him sprint off the field into the locker room told me that he was going to be okay. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. He kind of said it. Andy Reid sort of mentioned it, right? Ding when you see him jogging to the ding, tunnel. Ding, 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 Good dong. enough to probably jog back onto the field and need it. Yeah, I, I said it yesterday. Andy Reid obviously was listening to the show. Thank you for listening, Big Red. But, Zubin, uh, who sings this, Zubin? Uh, no idea. No idea. You're gonna have to help me out. No, Zubin this is, wouldn't know. This is this is West Coast, Zubin. This is West Coast up, right here. I, I, I'm gonna claim East Coast. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, move on. We got it. We got it. It's all right. That's We're gonna put you fun. on, Zubin. All right, no, I got you, Doctor Dre, and I hope you're doing well on your recovery, Dre. Uh, that's for sure. Some of you may have seen that scary story involving Doctor Dre brain aneurysm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, of crazy. A, a wild situation considering what he's going through in his personal life outside Man. of that. Um, I think when you when you look at Patrick Mahomes like I did during that game on Sunday, or was it Saturday? Sunday. Sunday early. Yep. Yeah, Sunday. Um, if he would have stayed on the ground mm-hmm. and just gathered himself, because when he got up, 
everything just kind of whatever that is. I don't, I'm not a doctor, but whatever that is that rushes to your brain and to your head that drops you right back down is a is the issue. Lay down on the ground, chill for a minute, gather yourself. Then you can go into concussion protocol in the in the tent. They can look at you. Then you can get back on the field. Once that happened, it was a wrap. But when he ran through the tunnel, I knew automatically. That's why I said it. He's going to play on Sunday. From your playing days, it's going to be jammed football here for the next half hour. Two of the best national reporters, Peter King, is going to join us at 7 a.m. Eastern. And it's a pleasure to be joined right now on the Goodyear Hotline by our national NFL reporter, Kevin Seifert, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Kevin Key kind of dug into it. We don't exactly know What's going on with Mahomes, the concussion protocol? What do we exactly know about his health status at the moment? Well, we, we know that he has to, whether he suffered a concussion or not, uh, and they have not confirmed one way or the other, he still has to go through all the protocols that players who do have a concussion uh, have to go through in order to return to play uh, Sunday. If he didn't uh, suffer one and there's no other major injury that caused what we all saw to happen to him, and I imagine he would go through those protocols fairly routinely and get back on the field Sunday. But uh, from afar, it's hard to know for sure, uh, you know, whether that's that's the case or not. Um, Andy Reid said that before the concussion protocol took place, Mahomes back in the day would have oh, yeah. simply gone to the sideline and kind of gathered himself and, you know, gone back into the game. <clears throat> With that being said, much like I said, that probably would have taken place. What do you think his availability will be, though, on Sunday? Uh, you know, he has to go through the, the protocols that he has to go through. Um, if he can play on Sunday, it will mean that he had a relatively minor injury, uh, whether it's concussion or not. He has to be able to show that he, uh, his neurological function, his balance is the same as it would normally be uh, without a concussion, and they'll know that by comparing it to the baseline test that all players take before the season starts. And the big thing is he'll have to be cleared not only by the team doctor and all the usual uh, protocols that happen when any player is injured on any level, but also an independent neurological uh, uh, consultant who's employed neither by the team nor by Mahomes and is uh, approved by the NFL and the NFLPA, but independent of all of them. And so presumably uh, and ideally uh, that doctor will be uh, operating only on the in the sense of, of if he's healthy medically and not uh, any or the urgency of trying to get him back on the field. And if all those things happen, um, then he'll play Sunday. And we've seen instances where that's happened, where players have entered the concussion protocols uh, and, um, and, and come back out in time to play the next game. In fact, according to the NFL uh, data uh, consultant, the median amount of time for a quarterback in the past five seasons to go through the the protocol and come out at seven days. So it would not at all be surprising if he goes through these whole protocols, whether he suffered concussion or not, and comes out on Sunday. It's just that the NFL's uh, assessment of the science of concussions is that everybody heals from them differently, and they want to make sure that everyone gets back to that same baseline um, uh, before they're cleared. Kevin Seifert, ESPN National NFL reporter, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin this morning. Uh, When do you expect or have you heard when Patrick Mahomes will take part in practice this week leading up to Sunday's AFC championship game. Yeah, so I don't know if they even know that yet. That would be like step three in the process, uh, that he can get about 30 minutes of time in practice. 
And that's after he's shown that his uh, neurological testing and his balance testing have gotten back to baseline. So sometime between Sunday and I guess when they get back on the practice field tomorrow, um, he'll have to, to, to pass those initial tests. And if we see him, and they won't necessarily announce that, but if, if he's on the field, uh, either through the participation report or just reporters noticing during the open access time that he's on the field in any capacity, we'll know that he's been at least clear to step three of that five-step process. So it'll really be a countdown, uh, and it's very possible we won't know for sure if he's playing until the weekend, just, just given how these five-step uh, protocols usually uh, go. Kevin, uh, how do you objectively assess the gray area because you talk about neurologically the balance that he needs to have, but how do you do that considering the toe injury and how that factors into his balance? Uh, how do you come to an overall assessment about that? Yeah, I think, I think that that, I don't think the toe injury will affect whether he's neurologically able to balance or not. Um, I don't think it's that, uh, I don't know all, I haven't watched one of those tests. I don't know all the details of it, but I don't think it's something that, uh, that, the toe injury would, would affect. And, you know, I know he was having trouble running, but I think as long as he could, you know, literally stand uh, without it affecting him, he would, he would be fine. So I don't think that part will affect it. It's really, if his, if his, the neurology tests match, um, you know, what, what he, and, you know, his brain functions and his nervous functions uh, match what they, uh, they showed prior to the season in the baseline test. So I, would hope that's not going to be a factor in, in determining this. Okay, let's go from one great quarterback to another. You participated in the ESPN.com roundtable discussion on Drew Brees' legacy and the future of the QB position in New Orleans. What do you think will be the QB for the Saints in 2021? I mean, I, I think Sean Payton deserves the benefit of the doubt on quarterbacks, given uh, given the way things have gone in New Orleans for a long time. And you know, there's, there's, they're not going to be in position to draft one. And it's not as if, you know, unless they somehow trade for Deshaun Watson or sign Dak Prescott, which we don't think uh, that's, that's going to happen. There's not like a lot of, uh, you know, white horses that are going to come in New Orleans off the free agency market or through the draft that, that can miraculously, uh, you know, replace Drew Brees, assuming that he's going to have to be replaced. And I do think that sounds like that's what's going to happen. Um, so I would be prepared to at least initially to think that Taysom Hill and James Winston will both have a chance to, to win that job. I think the Saints and Sean Payton have been preparing for this moment for years, knowing that, that Drew Brees was year to year. It, it sounds at this point that it's very possible that this could be the end of his career. And, and, and that's the way really good organizations work. They don't wait until uh, the guy retires before deciding, trying to figure out who they're going to replace him with. They have a plan. And you know we can debate the the, uh, the the effectiveness of that plan, but it does sure, sure does seem as though they plan to have one or both of those guys compete for the job uh, whenever the season comes that Drew Brees is, is retired. Yeah, it certainly seems like it is trending in that direction. The fact that they have shown Taysom Hill the money and Jameis Winston has shown, if you watch the game on Sunday in his very short spot duty, what he's capable of doing. As Peyton has said, the answer is in-house. The answer is in-house. Just a matter of who it is. Kevin, really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. It's Thank Kevin you. Seifert joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. I forgot for his to first ask appearance. him if he what was the nephew of George Seifert. 
the old 49ers coach and Panthers coach. We'll have to look that up. That's why Wikipedia was invented. Okay, I got to bring one issue up to you, and I think this stands to reason because we're talking about the Chiefs, and not a ton of people are talking about this, but this is just my thought key here. A lot of people have just sort of said, even though the uh, NFL right now has the independent neurological consultant, the INC, right, somebody affiliated with neither team that's just going to say down the middle, I don't care if Mahomes means 10 million more viewers. I don't care if Mahomes means Kansas City back in the Super Bowl for your storylines. I only care about medicine. There are still a ton of people out there that always skeptically look at it and say, well, you know, of course he's going to play on Sunday no matter what. I would lead you back. Do you remember this playoff game? You hate, I know you hate when I say that, but when we go back to 2014, Chiefs-Colts, amazing rally. It was early 2014 after the 2013 regular season. It was one of the greatest rallies in playoff history by the Colts. On the first offensive series of that in game. In Indy, right? Correct. Yes. Where Andrew Luck and company rallied. Yeah. But the reason I bring that up is the Chiefs were the opponent in that game. And then early in that game, very early in that game, Jamal Charles, who was all world at that yes. time, was knocked out of the game with a concussion. Yes. This was right around the time of the concussion. Lawsuits, yeah. all of this stuff, got to take it seriously, can't just walk it off, all these sorts of things. He did not return to the game. I'm just saying, for everybody that thinks that this is just one of those, what do you think the league is going to do? There are is examples. That how they say it? <laughs> what do you think the league <laughs> is going to do? There are several examples, including a couple yeah. with the Chiefs, of the right. league taking this very, very seriously. In 2014, the Chiefs are incapable of winning a game without Jamal Charles. Biggest game of the season, got a concussion, sat. So I don't want to hear well, it from it's the not even it's not even about the league when you're dealing with independent doctors, right? It's about that doctor. And that doctor is not aligned with the league or the team. He went to school to get his own damn license. Mm-hmm. The league ain't going to protect him when you sue his ass because something that you gave him the thumbs up to go back in the game. Mm-hmm. The league and the team are not going to protect that doctor. And so I think that's where it's always funny when people assume that doctors are aligned with the league just for TV ratings. Like, I went to school. I worked my entire life to get my license. I'm not going to lose my license and get sued and lose everything that I built because the league says that I need to sign off on something that's not right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people got to really understand. I agree. They got to understand dudes do not sign off on stuff that's not right for the sake of signing off on it. It's just that when you've built so much integrity and so many things in your life to become successful, you're not just going to throw it away for somebody to get into a game for TV ratings. It just doesn't happen like that. Now, when the league had total control of the situation, they may have turned their head to concussions. But since then, since 2014, this thing has evolved to a whole nother level. They got spotters in the sky, spotters on the sideline, independent spotters in the end zones. I mean, it's all over the place. So it's a totally different situation in 2014, Zubin. Yeah, I I agree with you guys both. I would just say this because I've had mild concussions and I had a a pretty big concussion. I've never got up and just ran after I've had a mild concussion key. You know what I mean? Like, and, And that's what makes me think about this Patrick Mahomes situation being uniquely different. Watching him run through the tunnel like that, that requires neurologically a certain balance to be able to run. Yes, that absolutely. is, it's hard to do if you have a mild concussion. Like I felt woozy with the mild concussion. I didn't feel like my balance was ultimately there. That's why I don't, I don't think this is going to pan out to Patrick Mahomes not playing on Sunday. I've been knocked in the dirt silly multiple times in my career. I've never had a severe concussion, but I've been dazed to a point where the stadium was circling around me so fast that I would try to get up and I went to the wrong sideline. But once I gathered myself on the sideline and gave myself time, 
I was able to, bam, I was clean as a whistle, able to go, walk right back into the game with no problem at all. I've also been knocked to the point where the smelling sauce came out, and I said, okay, let me gather myself. And I've been also in a situation like Patrick Mahomes where I jumped up, and then all of a sudden it looked like a 10 count. So I, I get it. Uh, you know, and nothing happened. I continued to play in the game. After I gathered myself, I was fine. I was able to walk off the field. And, but you got to kind of rest a little bit. You can't just jump up. And you Key, jump I was gonna up, you're going to fall right back down. Nine the, the times real, out of ten, that's going to happen. The real question is with the, the Bills defense, it, now how will Patrick Mahomes react when he gets hit again, if he gets hit in an awkward way? Like that's, that's a conversation I think once he's able to play because after going through that, I got hit again and I was a little bit – woozy again very quickly even though I was allowed to play now granted I didn't have to go through the whole protocol we didn't have these things in place in the early 2000s like they have now uh but still that's something to factor in Jay you yeah. play basketball let's go to A to Z <laughs> <laughs> fair point yes and we'll start with college football something key play let's go from A to Z <laughs> I'd like to point out I played neither from A to Z, brought to you by <laughs> Dell Small Business. New year, new budgets. Dell Technologies advisors give you real-time tailored advice. Plus, right now, get big savings on select business computers. With Intel Core processors, call 877-ASK-DELL. House cleaning in Knoxville. The Vols have fired head football coach Jeremy Pruitt and their athletic director, Phil Fulmer, who was a coach that led them to a national championship, ascended into the AD spot, is going to retire. Tennessee actually finished last season on a huge run, started this season well, and then the bottom just totally fell out. This is a tough time to be hiring a new coach. Here's Tennessee's chancellor. Based upon what we know, it is clear that Coach Pruitt did not adequately promote an atmosphere of compliance and or monitor the activities of the coaches and the staff who reported to him. This is not what any of us want for our football program or for our university. Most of all, we deeply regret the impact this may have on our many student-athletes, particularly the vast majority of our football players who've had no involvement in this matter at all. So it's recruiting violations, so that's firing with cause, which means we're not going to pay you. Well, that's, that's on him. But I can tell you, if Tennessee wants to get back into, in good graces with the SEC conference and win games and challenge people, they need to hire T. Martin and stop playing around. They need to just go ahead and hire the legendary national championship winning quarterback in T. Martin and call it a day. I don't understand. Is it that he doesn't interview well? Like, seriously? Phillip Farmer was his coach. He won you a national championship. He's been a successful offensive coordinator, and he's been a successful recruiter, receiver, coach. Hire that man and stop playing, man. Hire him. And for those of you too young, T. Martin actually won the championship. T. Martin won the championship the year after Peyton Manning left. So they had four years of Manning. They listened to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning need to get on the phone and tell them people, man, you need to hire T. Martin. Right. And And stop playing. Zubin. Yeah. I'll just say this. uh, With recruiting violations, obviously they're not big enough if you go 0-9 versus (laughs) Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. If you're at least going to do it, do it and win some damn games. You know what I mean, Key? That that was just a reason to fire him, basically, I'm sure. Because in the SEC, they all got recruiting violations. It just depends on, on who wants to tell on who at that point in time. But hire T. Martin. Stop playing. It would be a home run hire with the fan base for sure. Again, the national championship winning quarterback took over the year after Manning left. Can you imagine what kind of shoes he had to fill? And he filled them to the highest Same level. Same team. He won a national championship. 
Same team. Yep. National championship. What more you need to do? I think Maybe if we had name, image, and likeness, we can actually pay players. Oh, I'm sorry. The yeah. NCAA decided to hold off on that. Okay. Yes, remember, Lane yeah. Kiffin debacle for one year. Derek Dooley debacle. Jeremy Pruitt debacle. They need something to bring the fan base together. Tennessee, small population state. they got to recruit outside of the volunteer state. you got to bring somebody in that could bring the magic back. It's been a long time since they've been big time. One more note from the NFL. The Ravens plan to release Mark Ingram. Sources have told our Adam Schefter that that is going to happen. He made the Pro Bowl a couple years ago. I'm not sure what making the Pro Bowl means anymore, considering everybody makes it. But this is important. He was a healthy scratch for the Ravens' final five games of the season, including both playoff games. He doesn't really play special teams. And if you watch a lot of the games with the Ravens, the announcers always make that known. When you don't play special teams and you have this sort of performance, it's going to be hard to stick on the roster. Speaking of performance, Steve Smith Sr., NFL Network analyst, former great wide receiver, was on with Greeny yesterday and said the performance of Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman did not get the most out of action Jackson. Greg Roman, uh, we know what he does. He's an excellent, he's a former O-line coach, tight end coach. He knows how to run a football. I don't believe that his creativity in the pass game uh, matches uh, the ability that Brian Dayball has. And you, you can just compare the two and it's apples and oranges. Okay, so the question now is, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Key, you've got an all-world talent. Greg Roman is well-regarded. How can you not get the most out of this guy, considering what Lamar has available? Well, I, I think here, here's what I would say. We, we are still dealing with a young quarterback. Dude just finished his third year, man. Like, come on now. It, 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 I understand Josh Allen has taken another step, and Baker Mayfield has taken another step. But Josh Rosen is yet to get on the field, and Sam Darnold is still trying to figure out how to play professional quarterback with a professional offense. Mm -hmm. He has been the MVP. He has backdoored them into the playoffs three straight seasons. If you get him the help that he needs, Hollywood Brown is a keeper, but Hollywood Brown needs some help. So you've got to go get an alpha dog. I hear people, oh, you can sign a receiver. No. No. You got to get a dude, like a real dude, like a Calvin Johnson, a a, 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 a DeAndre Hopkins, a Michael Thomas, but not Michael Thomas's past Sunday, but Michael Thomas' previous Sundays. Vintage. It, vintage. <laughs> it, you know, you got to get an alpha dog, man. Uh, Julio Jones. You got to go get the, that type of guy to help them. Get another tight end, not just Andrews. And I think Greg Roman – could do some things by doing that. But when you got one one guy out there that you're throwing the ball to, no one is scared of Willie Sneed. No, I mean, like, think about it, man. Think about it. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Bruce broadsiding Belichick, the guy he said it to, joins us next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. 
That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.